This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. Oh shit! It's Vince Russo! Vince McMahon's best kept secret. I am the anti-Christ of professional wrestling. David Arquette runs the world title. I've got a wife, three kids at home, and I really don't need this shit. How can this shit? Show. Be so awful, Mr. McMahon. I didn't think it was. By Angro on a pole match. And Hogan, you big bald son of a bitch, kiss my ass. Judy Bagwell on a forklift match. McMahon and the family, the rock, they screwed us all. Now you're the editor, right? Mankind did it! Jumpy, jumpy, uh, beep, beep. Goldberg steered Russo out of the cage. I'm from New York. I'll get down right nasty. This is... Vince Russo's The Brand. Welcome, 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 welcome everybody to the Raw Review. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I got late breaking news. I did not even break this news to you guys. Oh, my. I did not even break this news to you guys yet. I have made, I was just telling you guys before we came on the air, I have made some changes to uh, Russo'sBrand.com, Patreon.com forward slash RussoTWC. Uh, trying to go more to our strengths and more towards what the audience wants and kind of eliminated what they might not want so much. Okay? So, guys, this time next week, we are going to be doing one show, this show. I mean, we're still going to be doing Master Shoot Theater. But this show turns into Raw SmackDown Review with me. Wow. So you guys only have to do one show. You don't got to do two shows. We're going to cover everything right here. This Friday, I will watch SmackDown uh, so every Tuesday morning we're gonna, you know, but we're not we're not gonna go through, you know, the entirety of boat shows. We're gonna hit the highlights of boat shows and things that we oh, want. Why don't you take no time at all? Exactly. <laughs> Stevie, exactly. Stevie, check your envelope. Check your envelope. Stevie, yes. Make so sure I will be joining you guys next week, so you don't have to do a standalone raw show wow. anymore. We're gonna do all that right wow. here, gentlemen. How about Dude, that? That's gonna make my Mondays. I need that time. That's huge. So beautiful, that's, uh, that's beautiful. Great. Yeah, so I'm gonna start great. another business for me. Stevie will start another business, and we are <laughs> off to the races. All right, let's, uh, guys, I swear people can say like, you know what I want to talk about later, man? I was watching a guy yesterday who was like a professional television critic and he was talking about the absolute death of late night talk show. Like it is absolutely dead. Nobody's watching any of it. And he, you know, he gave his explanation as to why and what's happening. And there were many, 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 many similarities between late night talk show and freaking professional wrestling. 
And I want to talk about that, man. And I want to really examine that over on uh, Mass Issue Theater. Because, you know, Stevie, everybody, oh, it's a different time. It's this, it's that, it's boop, it beep, ba 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 ba. Meanwhile, the NFL doesn't seem to be being hurt by any of this. They seem to be thriving. They, you know, I mean, they're, they're, their numbers are up. They're as popular as ever. So I want to talk a little bit about that on, on a Mass Issue Theater. But I bring that up, bro, because when I look at this show, guys, I mean, you could say it's a different time. There's streaming services, blah, 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 blah. Guys, you are opening. Now, you know. You are up against Monday Night Football. You know your your game three of the World Series. It's tied at one one, bro. You are opening this show with J.D. McDonough, Rhea Ripley, and Dominic Mysterio. Are are you freaking kidding me, bro? That is what you are opening up your flag show with. These three individuals like bro right right off the bat ben right off the bat i'm looking at at you opening this show and here here comes Sami Zayn, who always looks like he hasn't taken a bath in two freaking weeks and i'm like outs outside of the marks who will watch anything as long as wrestling is tied to it who who, who what normal person is watching this Call me vengeance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah the, I mean, there was four or five VKM lines on SmackDown, so you know it's still plugged in. And when I hear things like that from Sammy, it's the exact same thing where I think Vince is trying to pepper in some uh, Palestinian Hezbollah without saying it, to be honest with you. Um, but was, I, I, how many times can we say this to we're blue in the face? inciting incident show don't tell i need somebody coming in hot in a car or holy we're about to kick out the show but there's a fight backstage and da, 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 da. every movie starts with an inciting incident the heel gets heat so then we can have the hero's journey through the rest of the show and uh standing in a line doing middle school level nxt promos with amateur acting and putting yourself over, only waiting for a music cue to hit to go, oh, is the worst thing you could possibly do to get off the starting blocks to get your show going. You are running, you are putting a barricade in front of yourself to run face first into it and then go, well, maybe by hour two we'll get this this thing moving. But the way that's set up format-wise, there's no way to really get anybody over with that. I, I Stevie, I bet. Correct me if I'm wrong, because I wasn't really watching during that time because I I was like too busy working. Stevie, how many times did you open up Monday Night Raw? Oh, quite a bit. I'm right to censor. Yeah, right to censor. So uh, so you guys were opening it up quite a bit. Uh, They mixed it up. I would say maybe 50 50. It would open with promo, but it would set up for the main event. It would set up for a thread. I mean, it's 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 sort of similar to the format here, but. We had tons of heat and got heat and removed the fun from the show before we started cutting those promos and then the baby faces came out. So, but sometimes we'll be involved in an opening match as well. Yeah. Well, how the, how, the trick of the game was though, was setting up the fun, the anticipation of the fun 
and then you squash it. We had heat. Yeah. And you and you pull the rug out from underneath them before they get to see the naked chick or whatever. And we didn't have 50, 50 different pieces of merch behind us throwing a backstage <laughs> front as heels. Yeah. Well, yeah. well Stevie, c- compare the heat of the right sen- to censor to the heat of jury duty. I mean, you you were there, you're watching this. Compare the heat between the two factions. Well, it's not really comparable, and I, I don't blame the talent for that. It's what's created for them because they're still trying to be somewhat every heel today is still trying to be cool, still trying to fit in, still not trying to be an outlier and just that person that never it's that person that no one's ever liked who's fit in. So that kind of stuff. But when they stand there and they got cool purple and black with the, with the purple light, they're talking, they're in shape. They like, they look decent. They're not people that are literally trying to shine the baby faces. Everybody's trying to shine on an equal level. And that's why yep. baby faces seemingly get heat and heels are really good wrestlers. So nobody gets over. That's the difference. We were, we were fuddy duddies. We were out of touch. We were everybody's parents, grandparents, teachers, priests, everybody that put the thumb on you to stop having fun. Yeah, you were, you, you were, you were Mr. McMahon. Pretty much. And, you were the thing is, form. and, and they didn't get their shit in. Like that, that no. Stevie just made great points that I don't want to go. My promos were, were, were purposefully boring, monotone, whatever. <laughs> so when Rocky came out, Austin, anybody, anybody seemed so much more alive than we mm-hmm. did. Two words. This is what we struck each and every week, and they don't strike it in wrestling anywhere. Raw nerve. Nobody gets gets their raw nerve just twinged like that by a heel. Go ahead, Ben. I'm sorry. No, you. it was the points you made because you, you, they're so poignant in, in what the difference of that is of like, yeah, right to censor could have come out and done that promo, but based off the heat. But you guys, like you said, they got merch. We got to get our fucking cool moves in that are compared to Cody's moves and, and all this stuff. That's not the definition of a heel at all. And looking sexy, everyone got mommy signs and things like that. You know, that's not what you want. That's not heat. That 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 doesn't make you anything close to being. And if you don't have heat, you're not going to be able to make a baby face how they need to be made. So I want to get this point in too. There's guys and, and even girls that still email me to this day and said one time at a TV or a house show, me and my friends thought it was cool to dress like the right, the censor with the shirts and the ties. Each and every time they almost got their asses kicked because people <laughs> were so pissed off at us that anybody that supported us was going to, was going to be beat up. That's, that's heat. Now, now if you were to dress like them, you'd look like you worked at Hot Topics and go, oh, don't hit me. Yeah. <laughs> I got to go back and watch some of that stuff, Stevie. I never saw that stuff because I was either at WCW or TNA. I never watched that stuff. You should get Jacob Israel back on to talk about uh, him writing during that time because we got a lot of pushback backstage politically about even getting half of that on TV. Yeah, I got to go back and watch some of that. Hey, listen, I got uh, the trying to call through the guys from uh, What Culture? Uh, have something to say. You guys mind if I put them through? Sure. Okay, here you go. Go ahead, guys. I really thought there was going to be a second part of your sentence. This is the news. Okay, there you go. All right, moving right along. I, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm not going through all this bullshit. Uh, Alpha Academy against the Creed Brothers. 
<laughs> so, okay, bro, I'm sitting here, Joe Casual fan. I don't watch NXT. Here come the Creed brothers, okay? And as I'm sitting here watching these two vanilla-looking guys, no vignette, no pre-tape, no nothing. There was a there was a pre-tape. Well, then I mu- I must have missed it. I guess yeah. I guess I felt it. But but whatever. Two two guys that look like wrestlers. All I'm thinking about is all the great tag teams I saw in the past. You know that would make debuts on television. And you know the minute, bro, bro, I it's to me it's always the remote control test. It's a remote control test. I'm I'm surfing, I'm surfing, I'm surfing to watch something to watch. I come ac- I come across WWE. Am I going to pause the button because I see the Creed brothers? No, bro, I'm not because the Creed brothers, I don't care how good they are. I don't care if they're great workers. They look like two wrestlers on a wrestling show now i don't know ben you know i know you guys watch you know nxt more than i do anyway maybe maybe there's something about them that's going to catch me but but to me these are two guys that look like wrestlers and why do i care yeah, you're not wrong. Everybody wants to go. Oh, they're like the Steiners. They don't look like Ricky oh, Scott please, Steiner, bro. Come on, you know, bro. and and they can have an athletic get your shit in match. And I like the brothers thing. You know, it always works uh, to some degree. Matt and Jeff, like we could easily put one of them in peril and have some stakes. Uh, I only saw them early on uh, when they first got signed, but. Here's the big thing, and, and and shout out to the vet and Big Ray on Hami Media Group side for covering uh, Next Level Review, NXT Review, so I don't have to, um, is over and developmental doesn't mean shit on the main roster. And everybody wants to put, keep putting over. It's the third brand. It's, the th- it's not. It is developmental. It's where you learn how to do the basics of WWE style, hopefully be able to cut a promo and we can hide your weaknesses with production, your character weaknesses or how to get over and hopefully, you know, get you up to that next level. And that's what this is. And when you put them in with a Chad Gable, uh, you know, uh, and who can go with anybody and in Gable didn't even take the fall here was big man. So, um, this is developmental match of like, Hey, you guys go up there and do your best and we'll see if you can get over and Gable, Here's these guys. Again, there's no heat in this because Gable got over as a baby face. And these guys' story is that their brother making it to the main roster now that they're here to destroy people or make an impact. So it's like you said, two guys who look like they came out of college that they put over as possible Olympic athletes, but they weren't. <laughs> so here they are. And that's what that's what our intro is to them. So I've seen it with a lot of tag teams in developmental with guys who were big men <laughs> who were way over at OVW signed to a contract, got to WWE and they split them up like that. Or they just didn't even have them do what they were doing at developmental anymore. So it, it, they're relying way too heavily on some NXT crossover in the inside the bubble. They, they really believe it's a third brand, but it's shown that it's just still wrestling college. And, and again, if everything they say is true, Stevie, then, you know, that's, that's a lot. A lot of this is due to triple H, you know, bringing in all these NXT darlings that a casual wrestling fan is going to watch and not give a shit, bro. 
You know, I was talking about this yesterday, and I got to be so careful, Stevie, because you know, oh, I we walk the tightrope of being a, a racist. Okay, Ooh, bro, wow. they have three Japanese girls. They're all great workers. They're they're they they all speak broken English. Okay, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, yeah. not not even including her, Asuka, Ioni Sky, and this new one here, Zia Lee. Okay, bro. So three Japanese girls, all great workers, all speak broken English. Here, here's my simple question: If I put the three of these girls in a in in a three way match, who am I rooting for and why? And that's my point. Well, what I'm trying to say is, you're bringing up three Japanese girls who are very, very similar. Now, Asuka may stand out a little bit because of the mask and she spits the goo and all that shit. But the reality is, they're very, very similar. How are you going to get any of them over? I, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, if you, it, what's been. You watch this much more closely than I do. Stevie, so do you. What is the difference between Zia Lee and Ioni Sky? What, what 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 is the difference between these two wrestlers? Uh one's Japanese and one's Chinese. Yeah, okay, but what, what I'm talking about, but the presentation, like what is different between these two? One is anime and the other one is Mortal Kombat. And you have to be that level of a nerd uh into okay. that shit to even well, understand yeah. it, because it's all stupid and uh you know i would like to see them all in a faction called esl and uh they just do english language training uh bro, bro somebody actually oh, set of stones yeah rosa <laughs> bro somebody actually brought up yesterday when i was on sports keto which was a good idea bro may and, and ben i think you've spoken about this all the time you know go, go back to kill bill yeah remember when we had these uh, this army of japanese killers yeah. And the guy suggested, bro, make make Nakamura like the sensei. Yeah, absolutely. He'd be Paime. How hard, how hard is that, bro? It's not hard to do the, the 88 killers with uh, Oren Ishii as the character you're talking about with the crazy 88, which is Lucy Liu, who also, I mean, even though she's very staunch against uh, doing Asian stereotypes, to me, Gail Kim is as attractive, if not hotter than Lucy Liu and would have been an awesome version of a Yakuza female boss that controls all these women. And in even the uh, assassins were all different cultures of race. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean too? So you had the blonde, you had the black chick. So it's not just like, Oh, we got to paint all Asians with a, a wide brush like that. So uh, I absolutely agree. And people always say there's no good parts for women. If you can't take kill bill and take all those parts out of that, I could split that all those micro characters into the women's roster and they would all make sense. So it, it, the work is already done on how to write an empowered ass kicker woman character whether it's from um what was the the one chick that looked like china uh who uh xena warrior princess mm. buffy the vampire slayer <laughs> uh the, the kill bill how many how many uh, helen of troy how many different women can we not take from and then make make our characters into that off of those yeah stevie first i think uh jeff you need to clip this and title it vince russo exposed because how in the world do you get Judgment Day's name wrong? Do you get 
Gable, Otis, and all these other people, but you can pronounce Ioni Sky and Zia Lee. See, I can't well, even do I, it. Zia Lee, well, Ioni Sky is not her name. Ioni no. Sky was in well, uh, Say Anything. She was making what a memorable name. I got Zia Lee it's right Eo Shirai. What? It's Eo Shirai, Genius of the Sky, and he calls her Ioni Sky. I think that's a better name. I'm sorry. Too. And yeah. I, think, I think it would be better if she was playing the character from Say Anything, quite Why honestly. Not? Yeah. Well, we know Vince isn't in charge because these girls aren't labeled to kamikazes and they don't come out and buy planes to the ring. Yeah, and that would be a Vince idea. I'm sure he pitched that. I, I know for a fact. But Saudi Arabia is his new home. So sweet home, Saudi. <laughs> Bro, what about that footage, man? Then what about that footage? How about the Hitler mustache? Oh, Stevie, did you – how how would he allow footage being shown of him walking around? You know Vince, bro. How would he have ever allowed that, bro? How does he not have a bodyguard with him taking people's cameras? Uh, because he's in Saudi Arabia, and he proves just with that little clip that who's the boss of Vince McMahon? The, 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 even someone who's worth – who literally got almost a $2 billion gift from them for the one-day ownership – and then the money he constantly every quarter pump and dumped through uh, the stock, it's still not enough. He still is kowtowing to get more of it, and it just proves. Oh, he has I bet no- they paid him just for the appearance alone. Him, Eminem, Tyson, Taker probably got two million each just to go there and sit in the crowd. And Ben, you know what's sad, Stevie? You know what's really, 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 really sad? Okay. And we kid about this all the time, bro. But this, I can't believe the, the, the shape this man is in. And now, bro, if he doesn't understand now mortality and there is an end game, then, then he's just an, an absolute idiot. Because, you know, I, I, knew, I knew the Vince in his 50s that was immortal and never going to die. All right, bro. Now the guy is walking around with a cane, can hardly stand upright. He's got to have t- he's got to have a babysitter in the undertaker. You know what's sad, Ben? On this same day that this footage is is airing. Okay? This is this is what is so sad to me. I you Declan McMahon Bro, they're playing like the number two team in the country in Penn State. Okay, like IU are playing against the the best team in the country. And at this point, bro, like seeing your grandson play college football against the top team in the country, a, a memory he'll never, ever forget. You're in freaking Saudi Arabia with a freaking babysitter walking around with a cane. Bro, how freaking sad is that, bro? Yeah, that is absolutely uh, megalomaniac on that level. However, it could speak to the other part of the new, new, new world order and the actual power they have over you to be that player because this 2040 movement of what they want to do of taking the PGA of taking UFC of all that, that, that is serious money and investment. And I know a lot of that went down the tubes this week because they were having a big com like uh convention for investors into the future of the middle East. And then when Palestine and Israel popped off, like a lot of people are like, no, no, nah, you obviously don't got your shit together. So right now behind the scenes, they're probably sweating it to go. We got to make it look like we're Americanized. We got to have these celebrities here. Get me Eminem. 
get me Mike Tyson. We're going to Saudi. And, you know, who knows? I say $2 million. They might have got $20 million each to, to, to go there because that's a, that's a drop in the hat to those guys just to have, look who's here, like, and, and normalize their culture that way. So, and I heard they're looking to sign a Stevie Richards wrestling on YouTube. I wouldn't doubt you, that at all. They got six hundred and sixty billion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, anything, any. I mean, that's a that's a hell of a Patreon uh, supporter right there. If I got Saudi, that'd be great. <laughs> uh, no, they're gonna get Ben over there, and then finally be like, "Oh, you little smartass, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> Man, here's another thing. Just moving through this thing, bro. It's like it's unbelievable to me since nobody's over, and they don't even have heel a heel for Gunth. Gunther, now now they got to turn the Miz baby face. Like, I'm like, why are you turning Miz baby? What? Because the they fuck? don't they don't have they don't have a freaking baby face for Gunther, bro. It's unbelievable, man. It is crazy, dude. It is. Isn't this where you would debut a Braun Breaker or somebody like that? Instead, we got these uh, other guys opening the show, the brothers, and and you know we they had Carmelo Hayes up there too. That was like the next guy to come up. I I remember seeing this back in the day when it was um, well Damian Sandow, but he would have been Aaron the Idol Stevens and. Um, Damn it! Who was his blonde tag partner on SmackDown when they? I know you talked Casey, Casey Casey James. Yes, you know, like Cadillac King. Dude, Casey James was like the next Mister Perfect. If you go, like his work was awesome, and that's what they would do. They take these guys up, mismatch, put them up there, or then split them apart, and then like, oh, go fly, you know, and see if you can. So. The, the flip Miz here to baby here instead of bringing somebody up who's a made baby face if you're trying to push NXT guys is another mistake because you're just going to be a feeder for Gunther anyway. So why hurt Miz on this? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, and then now we're doing the whipping boy with the Italian guy in the crew. Like did Hitler and Stalin like chastise Mussolini? Because that's really what the dynamic is of what you're trying to do here. No one wants to see the the Italian. Now, now the Italian guy's got to rebel, switch sides, and kick the shit out of Imperium based on how he's been beaten down. They're not on the same page saying yes and to each other, being a strong crew. I think that's a, that was a silly play to make on this show. Yeah. Stevie? I, I, that whole point that Ben's talking about with Imperium, like what, what is this deal where there's this always some kind of um, – dissension amongst these groups and then you tease it and then it goes away you like judgment day is on the third or fourth round of dissension to where what do you do you you said it the remote control test yeah you know what i'm not falling for it see and i still stand by my prediction that by royal rumble or sometime around there it was all a ruse by the bloodline and they're all getting back together Mm. so the months and months that anybody invested emotionally you're going to be a fool, you know, and that's the that that just turns the channel right there. Like, yeah, it's super fake. Yeah, I think we went by and this is just a, a point of the confusion of it all. Didn't we open with Dominic and Ricochet? Yeah. After the heat with Sammy. So we go Sammy and then, oh, no, never mind. He's going to pay his heat off with him. And then afterwards, Ricochet gets his heat. He loses. And gets his heat back as a baby face starts kicking the shit out of the heels. I'm going out of this whole first segment. Everything is completely wrong. Wrestling psychology. This is a great triple H everybody says, but uh, I got an idea guys. 
What is the name of the Champa Gargano tag team? DIY. Do I got it. Yourself. I got. I, I want to change that. Okay. I want to change that to DIA, and their professional investigators trying to figure out what's going on at Denver in, in International Airport. Ooh, I don't. Would that much. not be more interesting than DIY? DUI. DUI would be great. DIE, diversity, inclusion, and equity, too. That would be great. I, I just can't believe uh, Guys, I'm, I'm just being honest with you. I, I, I love watching TV. I'm a big television viewer. I'm a big TV fan. I just can't believe what I, what I watch on my TV on Monday nights. I just can't believe what I'm watching, bro. It's pretty crazy, dude, of like the level of the how inside of a rib the show is i mean this show was set up to be bad and like like they're putting diy back together and those guys have worked together forever but again they're getting they're getting spots in where they're supposed to be babies and then they sit on the apron and are like ha ha wink wink nudge nudge heel he and you're just like is this wwe no that's some pwg stuff that doesn't translate here and even going further it's another new team, you know what I mean, on the same night, and we're doing tag matches back to back. We just had we just had the the kids from NXT debut. And now we're going to put them back together. That makes neither team special. Mm-hmm. Like once when you do those types of moves, standing alone, those segments would have been a focus. As soon as you roll a clip on the second one, now neither of them make as much impact anymore. Stevie, the master. Of, even though he he may have ripped off the idea of the uh, uh, Stevie Richards wrestling on YouTube, he may have he may have ripped off the idea. I heard I heard, I heard rumors. Uh, anyway, Stevie, uh, as the man with eighty billion follows followers on YouTube, please break down this Larue Zia Lee match. What 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 happened here at the, what was going on here, Stevie? Because I did not understand. Well, they did feel this is another what went wrong. The entire match happening is what went wrong. <laughs> not being even, I, I mean, it's funny, but it's not right. because the Candace LaRue, as you call her, can, I can't even remember her real name, Candace LaRue, right? right? Yeah, yeah. She She's disappeared and she pops in once every three months to wrestle a match. The Zia Lee girl, Pie was uh, raiding and then she disappeared. Then she was backstage, didn't wrestle after that. Now she pops up in a match. Candice LeRae thinks that by punching and kicking really fast in the corner and then coming out and screaming, that's fire and, and aggression. Meanwhile, and when she did exactly what you said, Stevie, zero reaction. Zero when reaction. She did this, when she did the Mighty Mouse scream, yeah, zero. Zero reaction. And then what you're talking about is the spin kick flash knockout finish in their mind, in their brilliant minds. And they got to be careful because – there's still a real controversy about CT, concussions, possibility of a concussion lawsuit coming in the future, second round on that. They're trying to put, and I think they might have listened to us because did we say, like, what's wrong with just ending a match if somebody gets knocked out or somebody gets hurt or does whatever? But they put the pro wrestling stink on it in a bad way where you lay there, it's awkward, it's awkward, it's awkward, and – Everybody's like, well, what, what? We're conditioned that these matches always have a finish. Right. There's that missing element yep. of the reality. And then, and then the other two hours and 55 minutes is look at this phony shit. How we just stand in line and take our time. You can't have both universes existing at the same time. Go ahead, Ben. 
No, you're right. The ref should have right there, waved it off. Nope, knockout. That's it. Instead, they sat there like, do I throw out the X to bring the trainers? Yeah, and then they, they wouldn't do that in UFC, heal. right? UFC, no. a good three minutes goes yeah. by. Guys, fucking eyes hanging out. And, they're just like, <laughs> and in the meanwhile, Ben, the, the question I'm asking is, okay, she's, she's out cold. She's knocked out. She's concussed. I guess her husband doesn't give a shit. Doesn't care. He was just out there, just out there and won. I mean, Stevie, come on, Stevie. We we know how much you love your adorable. Can you imagine, Stevie? You not not going out there. You're not going to go out there, Stevie. This is like this is like when I was suffering from the spine infection and yes. screaming and pain yes. and yes. really crying. About a week later, she came to check on me to yeah, see right. if I was she's, okay. Bro, she's watching television in the waiting room. She's she's the, she's the poison pixie. I mean, what the hell? Like, can you not even get that right? You know, it's truth and reality or truth and comedy in this segment. This is how the McMahons feel about each other. We talked about that before. If right. Vince or anybody there is booking it, everything on TV is a reflection about how they conduct their real lives. You are right about that. But all it takes is a 30-second if they want to get – No baby- time for that, pal. No time for that. <laughs> I mean, they- Scotty, <laughs> If they want to get baby wrestling over or the family, you just show that – well, she's got to go out. She hands the kid to Johnny when he comes back, all sweaty, high fiving, and then that happens to her. He hands it to Champa and go, "I gotta go," and then runs out. Like that's all. It doesn't even be thirty seconds. That's five to ten seconds max to to show that little bit of that there is family here and that's what they're doing and they're married and 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 then the other girl, the other girl is just standing there. Who's the tall, like backup baby face? She's wearing painter's gear or whatever i don't know why, and, why is indy hartwell work what what, what what how is she earning a paycheck that because off of nxt they were all the little cool kids click with the fucking comedy waka waka stuff so don't you know that was over in nxt and developmental so that's why we're pairing them up here with that so dexter loomis out of the picture completely but don't worry about that we're doing this part of the story that never really got over to the main roster but stevie here's what's really ironic and and i'm i'm so sick of this guys i i am so sick of this bro i swear to god so obviously gargano don't give a shit about his wife you know put, rub rub some sand on it right Man, next scene, what do we got? Well, we got Sami Zayn and Jey Uso hugging and kissing each other, bro. Bro, if I see if I see wrestlers hugging each other one more freaking time, bro, again, I'm going to go back to the casual fan. They are watching this. Who wants to see wrestlers hugging each other, Ben? Who? It's wrestling, bro. I I don't want to see these guys hugging and kissing. Who? Well, I mean, the actual foundations of wrestling in Greek was very homoerotic. So this this will always be the underpinning when you have two men in their underpants and boots oiling up to go roll around with each other. There's always going to be the, that, that in the underneath of it all. So, you know what I was hoping for? Hey, cause it, it would just put the, as Ben says on the, on the, on the, the cherry mm-hmm. on top. 
is Candle Soray getting a concussion and then them shining a bright light in her eye. <laughs> she's, she can't even see straight because yeah. there's no pain involved with a concussion, the light or no. anything like that. So, no. how about they're all back there? And here's two other girls uh, from NXT, Katana and uh, Coach Carter, are there. Like, everyone, no one's giving her air. They're all like, Are you concussed? Oh, like, right in her face, dude. Not only that, but they do this whole concussion thing, right? Then the last thing But they don't say a concussion. That's the thing. We don't even know. He's going going like this, though, which is classic Tony Khan protocol. The last thing you see is they're helping her out of the ring, and she's saying, I'm okay, I'm okay. Then what was the point of all that if you're okay? You're you're a sissy. You're you're not tough. I don't have to, like, really? what, what, What was the point of all that if you're okay? Here's the other stupid thing uh, that they got to stop doing. And even this goes for Drew McIntyre, too. You cannot come to the ring with a bladed weapon because if you've got a weapon, you should be using it. So that means if you've got these fucking whatever knuckle, brass knuckle fucking swords, you better grab them and try and cut somebody with them. Uh, take a swipe in Indy Hartwell of like, bitch, I'll cut you. And if he's coming down with a, the broadsword, at least one time he chopped the rope and they did a spot with it. But any <laughs> weapon. Then. Yeah. Any, uh, anything that uh, is weapon-wise that you're bringing down there should be able to be used. So otherwise it's stupid that you even have them with you. Yeah. Then they, I thought that Drew vignette was pretty good. Yes, I did too. I thought that told a good story. Yep, I did but too. He, but here was the worst thing on the show, guys. I, I am so freaking sorry. And th- th- this is what gets me sick about what great workers these guys are. Okay? Bro, you got Rollins against J.D. McDonough. Sid Barrett there at ringside. Must have talked six times. He's desperately trying to get over the back. Desperately trying to get over. Mentioning the back, right? Stevie, freaking Rollins did not sell his back one time. Not once. One time. And you're going to sit there and tell me this guy's the greatest worker in the world when obviously they're trying to get over the back and this guy doesn't sell it once? What like what is that? Yeah, as a matter of fact, he takes extra risks and does a belly to the back off the top and sells it just like anybody. For anybody that's ever had a sore back, much less, we're sitting in these chairs, just sitting in the chair for an hour and then getting up, you're still stiff or you're sitting in a car seat. And Rollins has been doing this on a plane, a rental car, a hotel bed, and he's wrestling a physical match. And they're putting over the fact that his back is broken. But it must be like a healing fracture because it gives you energy and gives you toughness. And it's just bad. I swear, I had to call Stevie the other day, Ben, because, bro, like I literally I'm standing up and I I bent down to put something in my freezer drawer. And there is a pop heard around the world. Okay, bro. So I had to call Stevie immediately, like, bro, what do I do? But Ben, my point is I said belly to back your wife off the top of the stairs. Stevie, that is you got one of these, like without this, dude. I can't I can't stand up most days, bro, without a without getting down and bro, that's my point. So Stevie, I hurt my back. I did what Stevie was telling me to do, but like as I'm walking, like out of nowhere, like my back will just cinch up. 
like out of nowhere yeah. and catch yeah. me. And I'm I'm looking at this guy and I'm like, this guy was supposed to have career ending back injuries and he ain't selling shit. And I can't even walk to the bathroom. Well, Shinsuke knew about his back, but it still didn't make a difference. So maybe JD to McDonough doesn't even know. Does but anybody th- tell him a gorilla bin like, bro, what, what are you when you're doing, Triple H's man? boy, Not when you're Triple H's boy and you get to fucking do whatever you want from Falcon's arrow, uh, fucking superplex Falcon's arrow kick out over and over and over. And you know, it's garbage. I it's remember that- when I was, I remember when I was laying in the hospital bed at my very worst and they started the therapy and I'm sorry to cut you off, Ben. I'm oh. sorry about that. And I asked Dr. Miller, I said, uh, you know, how long is this going to take to heal? And he looked at his uh, chart and he went, you know, about three TVs and a pay-per-view. You should be yeah, fine. You should be good. Go. <laughs> <laughs> should be good. So, and the match he should be working, that show also shows that he's not up here mentally of what it is because – as soon as it should have happened, J.D. McDonough jump starts and hits him from behind, start working on the back. He should just be on the cell doing the Shawn Michaels, bring himself up, glom him back down. No sexy moves, just punch, kick, get him in the corner, heat on the back, heat on the back, heat on the back. He should have been selling for 85% of that match and kicking out on falsies or J.D. McDonough even pull him up because he knows he's got a wounded animal here and he's trying to prove to jury duty that he softened him up that the match doesn't mean anything instead we don't do any any back holds at all really you just get him in an abdominal stretch and Rollins selling that would have been way believable so this is get your shit in work 50 50 with a guy half your size because he's part of the cool kids club now so we all got to get our shit in don't worry about the injury or the cell or the psychology that we should be telling because we're over and we're stars on the main roster and they want to see my moves wrong Wrong. i'm gonna actually do a video on the back injury i've had it planned because it's bothered me it's really bothered me because and it's not so much bothering me because Seth Rollins is actually doing his own career, his own character, his own business a disservice because, like you just said, you can draw ratings on two different things. The fact that the fans love him, so they're going to have sympathy for him. But also each and every week, and this is where a heel authority figure or a heel person in charge is making him wrestle every week to defend that title because secretly maybe the guy's being paid off by the heel that wants to win the title from Seth. The thing is, now you have sympathy and you're like, we really want to support Seth Rollins, but each and every week this guy has to defend the title. There might be a title change. I can't I can't miss it when his match is on because he's in imminent danger with each passing week. They're missing all that. Yep. And it's it's really the guy should be fighting for that to be that way. And, and then if he does lose, he gets even more sympathy because he fought through all those weeks. Didn't they say when he fought Shinsuke he has two fractures in his back? Yeah. So what type of uh, management do we have that is putting their their uh, workers at, that are at harm and being a liability of like, get out there. Hey, he's got two fractures in the back. Don't worry about it. Uh, like, get out there and wrestle. Better than three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and then again, the, the simple thing's been like you were talking about been passing off the baby, right, with Gargano. Bro, yeah. the simple thing of, uh, of seeing Becky 
I don't, don't don't you think maybe you should take a couple of weeks off? Yeah, just absolutely. something that simple, bro. <laughs> he should say, man, the office is really treating you well after you took the time off. <laughs> like they should get into a fight about it. <laughs> That's great. That is great. Bro, I guarantee you, I swear to God, bro, I guarantee you the next match is without a shadow of a doubt going to draw a higher rating today than than the main event without a shot i promise you it will without a shadow of a doubt. bro to me the only entertaining thing on this show was piper niven as jim the anvil Nightheart and chelsea the, the, bro to me this was the only thing on the show that popped me and this this match and this segment will outdraw the main event when the numbers come out today yeah, probably, but this segment was pretty rough. And what type of rib are we doing where you gotta wrestle a cosplay version of your dead father as like go out there and it's booked? Oh, you want to be on the show? We're gonna make you do the the rib match and get over candy corn as thumbtacks. And how about again with uh what's her name? Superhero, uh Nikki, Nikki. Croc. Nikki, bro. Like <laughs> You you fly all the way there to put your head through a table, oh, and then and then they botched the pumpkin spot and took it off too early. Went to the second one, then came back to the third, which was like your one little thing. Like, bro, that is that is the I think I think Nikki Cross is the biggest rib in the history of wrestling. Bigger than bigger than uh, Lana going through the table nine weeks in a row. Bro, they're flying her out to stick her head through a table. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I would rather do that than take a bump through. I it. agree with that too. I agree with that too. Uh, oh wait, and, and now uh, Stevie, hold on. There were shades again of perhaps the great Ben Hamin working uh, undercover as a writer for the WWE. Because I felt allegedly, I felt this when we had the Becky Lee Zia Lee showdown. And Becky wanted to fight Zia Lee. And what did she say, Ben? What did Zia Lee say? You wrote it. Yeah, I know. I wrote so much on the show. I think she said, don't be a stupid bitch. (laughs) (laughs) No, Ben. You know why she wouldn't fight Becky Lee? Because she's got to fight Becky Lee on her time, Ben. The the old on my time. Yeah, this, this is unbelievable. The, the shit on the the old on my time. We're still doing, Ben. Yeah, only if she's gonna fight her on her time. Only if she agrees to behave herself at ringside. Yeah, so. exactly, exactly. Then <sighs> we go to the the main event: Priest and Zane, JD McDonough. Bro, here was an, here's another thing, Stevie. I swear to God, th- this freaking company is the shits. This company is the drizzle and shit. So, Stevie, we got Priest and Sami Zayn. Okay, so now, now Judgment Day comes out. Okay, uh, Dominic and, and McDonough. Okay, or might have been Priest. I don't even know. But Judgment Day comes out. You, number one, the referee does nothing, Ben. Re- they're coming out to interfere. The referee does nothing. But then, to an insult to injury... They get involved in the match. Here comes Buddy Jey Uso five minutes later. Yeah. Five minutes. Like, this is what I'm talking. What are you talking about? Bro, the minute they hit the ring and the referee does nothing, Jay needs to be on their heels. Yeah. This is, this is such simple bullshit, bro. 
And I, now that you say that too, to, to back up, uh, cause I watched the referee sideburns. He was getting super hot during the DIY match because they're just in the ring getting double team shit in, burying the ref like for a 40 count. <laughs> you know, but no, we got to get these five spots in before we, before we put you over, dude. So, and then other referees are running in now and hooking arms so a heel can't punch somebody. You're like, what, what, what level of rules are we even playing at at this point? So, uh, yeah, and then we wait another three minutes till Cody comes limping down. They should have come out together. Jay gets to the ring first because Cody's got the hurt ankle, but these cues of waiting in gorilla of like, and music, everybody, oh, <laughs> you know, it's and, so and, rude. And, and, and then Stevie at the end of the show, we're getting heat on a heel nobody gives a shit about. Yep. Nobody gives a shit. You could put you could put JD McDonough through that table 12 times. Nobody gives a shit about the guy. Well, I got a few things. First of all, each time I think we should live in the WWE universe when we do the review show because every time we talk or do anything, I think we need to leave the screen. The music hits and then we sit down and make our points <laughs> and then leave yes. again. Yes. And Shouldn't the crossroads on the table hurt Cody just as much, if not more than that? This is where it doesn't make sense. And people disconnect like, wait a minute, you're, you're going through the table too, Cody. How is that? You should sell your back. But of course, selling your back on this show is kind of like taboo. So it's just, and this is what they end up with. And JD McDonough thing is just kind of weird. I know the guy looks like he can do some pretty cool stuff, but how does Vince or even Triple H get past the fact that this dude is he's gotta be five six, maybe five seven. He is not a, a tall guy at all. I don't understand that. Can't really cut a promo. He doesn't really look like anything special. He's Finn's so, boy. <laughs> he's they, they say he's well, trained Finn by has Finn. to worry about his own job too. That's what I would suppose, right? Depends how many motorcycle rides we're going on. <laughs> I just keep going back That's to the block man. of the week. I, 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 I just keep going back to if this is supposed to be the greatest wrestling company in the world, wrestling's in a pretty bad place. Bro. Well, I got to push back on that because we see the pictures from the arena. AEW's empty. Raw's and SmackDown is still full. No matter how they're getting the tickets sold, people are showing up to even what a two for one extravaganza with AEW. They're not going to sell out Louisville. But somehow WWE has that notoriety and that legacy that they can, can continue to live off of. So they're making money with a shitty product. The product gets worse. And guess what happens, Ben? They make more money. Fail upwards. Yeah. So what do I we know? Think if, I think if the product got better and they did it, and then they could double what they're asking it. But it just seems like uh, they're happy with the inverse. Yeah. All right. Ben. Sweet home Saudi. Yeah. What's going on? Everything in your world you got going on, bro. Fill me in, man. Oh, man. I uh, just finished up some horseshoe genetics work for Flex 420 magazine. We're going to have a full two-page spread in there, so that was a lot of graphic design. Oh, nice. It shows uh, all the products that we worked on all year. I'll actually send it to you so you can check it out. It's pretty cool. Um, So that work just finished up, and uh, more work to go on Raven's Joint Dispensary in Syracuse. Now that I actually have the keys to the front door, it was a big week this past week, so thanks, everybody, for their congratulations there. And 
just getting uh, the next phase of my life lined up, man. It's always a, a strange uh turn you know what i mean down a down a new uh, road like that so uh remember when i did it moving to chicago or moving to louisville or coming back to new york and now here we are uh business-wise making another big move so it's exciting exciting stuff man so everybody's uh doing well at hameen media group uh, great homecoming last week a lot of uh our great uh, producers and hosts including rbv and Matt MSG and uh, and Timmy Baltimore all on the shows last week, so it was nice uh, time having all those guys back in the studio to do shows. So uh, yeah, a lot. We'll be covering everything live, uh, and I'm excited to do SmackDown and Raw together. I think that's uh, going to be a good time, man, for sure. And you will definitely see how Vince is definitely still involved just based on the vernacular of some of the things that they're saying on SmackDown. There's no way he's not Zoom calling in, changing stuff, man. Yeah, just yeah. you saying vernacular means that 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 actually right. we've been compromised, Vince. That Vince <laughs> is now booking in the Verona review too. They're onto us. They're onto us, pal. All right, Iodine Sky, Bruce Lee. What's going on, man? With Stevie Richards wrestling on YouTube, Stevie Richards Fitness. What's happening, bro? Well, I actually just released on Monday the uh, breakdown and analysis of the Ric Flair figure four leg lock because there's a lot of independent wrestlers and young wrestlers and even ones on TV that don't have the amount of nuance and detail that Flair put into that, much less putting it on. So you've had it on you. So, you know, Vince, it's a pretty tight hold that he can make even more excruciatingly painful if it's not applied properly. So Flair was definitely a master of that. And the thing that I got pushback on just real quick about this, like people are talking about obviously the personal issues of Flair and whatever they say about Flair outside the ring. That's not the point of the channel. That's not the point of it. And just to give people a little reference, the people I put over the most on the channel have treated me the worst. Mm -hmm. The people I criticize the most are actually friends. So I just try to be as objective as possible. Look at the work for what it is. And each and every person in that category, you can learn a lot from a Ric Flair match inside the ring or how to be a better worker. I'm not telling you to, you know, mimic what he does outside. Bret Hart, or other guys or anything, or even the punk and Joe thing, which I was friend, I was friends with both of them. And, but they did that wrong. So it's truly just trying to be objective with that. And, and I don't get it. I just have, I have a still a love for the art and the craft of pro wrestling. And I try to put that on the channel. Also, we have Stevie Richards fitness. Uh, Black Friday deals have started already. I look forward to next year when they start in March. <laughs> so I can start making some extra money. But you can check it out, the affiliate links. You could save money. Most of the affiliates that I have, you stack the savings using my links on top of that. They've done that as a courtesy to my audience. So when you use the links, you get the the sale applied. And also, my link saves you even more money. So check that out. Uh, young writer, what's going on in Stanford, Connecticut this week? Ben, didn't you have something you said that you wanted to – Oh, um, well, he's sweet home Saudi now. I mean, that's, that's a big thing. Plus, uh, he uh, actually has been watching, uh, some old Hitler footage. Uh, he's real impressed with, uh, this guy, the way he commands the yeah, microphone. He books his baby faces now. He books his baby faces <laughs> based off of, uh, the World War II, uh, series of, uh, time life videos. 
So, I mean, he's, he's traveling around the world and now he's got a new posse that he rolls with, uh, hip hop, Eminem, hip hop mogul, Eminem, <laughs> Mike Tyson, and, uh, and, and me and, and Mark hey, Taylor. Hey, the new, the new name for the undertaker is the caretaker. <laughs> I, I, I just find it fascinating, bro. Like seriously, man, like Stevie, like however bad a shape he's in, I just can't believe he, 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 he's walking around with a cane i like bro like he must be in some kind of pain and he can't walk on his own because to publicly show that weakness i mean stevie you and i both know that would be the last thing he would ever do bro Unless the money, and that's truly a sickness. He's already a billionaire. How much more do you need? The football game analogy, I don't get that. You're never going to get those moments back. And you don't think Declan, deep down, if he already doesn't, looks at him and just even Shane, like I'm sure Shane and Marissa and the family. Well, you know, the whole family's there at that game. This is like a once in a lifetime. And and like, here's the grandfather knocking on death's door yeah but you're talking about family versus the new world order globalist movement of what they want and your family will get fucking thrown off the roof <laughs> 10 times before they bend their will if they want eminem type mike tyson and undertaker there you're gonna fucking be well, there here's the, here's the point i'm making hey, you know you could say that's probably the reason but Financially, we are not in the, the class of Vince. It would take a lot for us to travel, to fly. For him, he literally hops on his own plane, lands at a private airport, gets chauffeured to the game, gets in a, a luxury box probably. It's the easiest way to support your grandson. Sure. We would make, if we had grandchildren, even children that were in college football in a game like that, we would go because that's a once in a lifetime. Yeah. You get to live vicariously through your grandson. Maybe he hates Declan. He's jealous because Flex could never play at Penn State. Maybe, maybe. The other, the other guy, the other guys sense. chop up humans and put them in 15 briefcases for fun. <laughs> that's what the other guys do yeah. just to, to, to rib other princes that like that. I mean, that's the strange disconnect man of it all. It's not that I got to see this fight. Like that's the appearance of it all. This whole thing has been a huge CIA op for the last four years. <laughs> and now we're neck deep in it as we move to the 2040 movement of what they want to do. They paid Phil Mickelson, a guy who's got huge gambling. debts, is way past his prime in the PGA who probably made maybe five to 10 million max over there, $200 million to come play golf, bro. You wait until every NBA player, every UFC fighter, they're going to own them all by, by 2030, dude. It's the, the, this whole thing is way bigger in scope than anybody can imagine. And it's definitely bigger than Declan's football game, but yeah. we're on, we're on a, a human and family level. <laughs> That's what I'm yeah, saying. Man, unbelievable. Yeah. All right, guys, we are going to jump over to master shoot theater. Remember to check out a uh, bin and, and Stevie's uh, SmackDown review next week, bro, though, next week, you're going to get it yeah. all right here with the three of us SmackDown and raw. We'll see you then. That's it, everybody, for me, Sweet Home Saudi, and Iodine Sky Bruce Lee. We'll see you next week.